0: I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus' name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's Morning Bible Study. We are going through the book of Genesis, going to be here for a good long while. We're in chapter 12. If you're reading your Bibles at home, if you're not, I will be reading from the Bible. You can just listen to what I have, or if you're on the road and going to, I will be just. I'll be explaining the uh, Word of God. We're going through verse by verse Genesis as we go through chapter twelve of the book of Genesis. I think it's I think it's important that we stop a moment. And because we're talking about Abraham, we're talking about the man of faith. We're talking about the Old Testament figure, the man who who left everything and went and followed God. Uh, and his calling to a new location, and that, and that calling, and going out and uh, chasing after what God has instructed him to do, cost something. Cost him, cost him his familiarity and where he was from. And let me tell you, that's a difficult thing to do. It's a difficult thing to go and to leave your own homeland, leave your own people, and go and make a place for yourself somewhere else. It's easier nowadays. Uh, to do than it would have been back then but it's still not easy it's still fraught with peril and danger even though it's not fraught with quite as much peril and danger life and limb sometimes back then and especially back then, because they didn't trust people from different areas of the world, and and after the Tower of Babel, there wasn't knowing each other's languages and being able to communicate in the same way. And he had to learn a lot of things. He not only did he have to learn how to how to live in the culture that he was living in, he also had to learn how to uh, speak the language that they spoke, and he le- had to learn how to communicate with them. And uh, so when he left and he went on this journey. He said, it says in verse seven, and we talked about this, then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, to your descendants, I'll give this land. And it says, and there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And notice he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. And then it says, and then he moved from there to the mountains east of Bethel. And he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. Bethel is the word for house of God, by the way, in the Bible, in the Old Testament. And it says, there he built an altar to the Lord, and he called on the name of the Lord. And so Abraham journeyed going on still toward the south. I I want you to notice in this passage that he built an altar to the Lord when he heard from the Lord. He built an altar to the Lord when he had learned what he needed to learn from God. God had told him to go to a place... I'm going to tell you to go and I'm going to I'm going to show you and live among the people I'm going to show you but I need you to do that uh I need you to act I need you to hear what I have to say I need you to uh take it in I need you to act upon it I need you to make it happen and once you do that once you go out there and do what I say I'm going to I'm going to make you a great nation notice the promise is going to come after you believe me you hear me and you act in faith and then once he does once he goes to the place where god told him to go and once he arrives there and then he goes and in this passage he literally goes to the dead center of it he goes to the dead center of god's will for his life because he's listening to god and he's doing what god has told him to when he goes right there to the dead center of his will he does something he builds an altar um In the Old Testament, when God spoke to people and then they heard him and they believed him and they acted upon him and then they saw his will at work in their lives. When that happened for them, what what they did was they either did one of two things. They either built an altar where they would sacrifice to God, where they where they would make a sacrifice to God, which was an act of worship and a communion with God, because the animals that they sacrificed on that altar, they would eat and they would fellowship with God over, over what God had done for them. Or they would build what was called a standing stone. And what that would be, would that would be a rock that they would get out. And rather than it being laid flat on the ground, they would dig a hole and they would stand the rock up. Straight up from the ground. The best way for you to think about that is you've got the, you've got, as you go, th- go past graveyards now, you see these stones sticking up out of the ground. That's much in the nature of a standing stone, except rather than it being a gravestone commemorating someone's life, it is a standing stone commemorating the work of God in the life of whoever that was that set up that stone and they would make a standing stone. Now, those two things have two very important purposes for our lives and two very important pictures for our lives. First of all, when God does something in your life, when God acts in your life in a way that is of great importance and, and you've heard him, you've believed him, you've acted upon him, and then you've moved forward in your life. Once God has done that in your life, once God has made that happen in your life, uh, it comes. There comes a time where you need to go to the altar and thank Him. You need to be. You need to thank Him for His grace and His mercy. You need to thank Him for His providence, Him being planning and and preparing a way for you before you even knew that you needed a way. That you need to. You need to be thankful for His provision and His blessing. See, when God shows Himself to be true to who He is which means when he shows himself to be sovereign over the world and sovereign over your life, when he shows himself to be faithful to you and to what, you're, what you've experienced in your life, when he shows himself to be alive and real in, in the daily walk that you have with him, when God does that, you ought to go to him and be thankful. And that's what Abraham's doing. He is He's building an altar. He's building a place to remember the times that God has shown himself To be who he is in his life and that altar or other times they would just take a standing stone like when they crossed over the jordan river and entered the promised land the children of Israel. they took 12 stones out of the middle of the river and they built standing stones on the other side to remember when god held the river back and they crossed that river why why did they do that because there is a necessity In order for your faith to be hardened and strengthened, and for for, in order for your faith to be purified, there is a there is a necessity that you sit down and that you hear God, and that you um, and that you act upon it, and then that you do things that cause your mind and your heart to remember what God has done, so that that faith is not just a momentary faith, so that that. So that those acts are not just momentary acts. So that those uh, things that you trusted God for are not just, are not just in the moment there. They are, they're important. And they're important for you to remember on a daily basis. They're important that they're in the files, the front files of your mind. So that when you face similar situations or when you hear from God in a similar way, your actions will be immediate and quick. To hear God and to act upon God. What God is doing is He's training you to hear His voice. He's teaching you how to hear what He's got to say for your life. And the act of building an altar, notice He builds an altar when He hears from God in verse seven. And then He pitches His tent in Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And there, what did He do? He built another altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. Why is He calling on the name of the Lord? Why is He building these altars? He's building these altars because. When God is faithful to us in the midst of um, life, in the just daily walks of life, in the struggles of life, in the purposes of life, in, in the things that we go through, in the major events that happen in our lives, whether they be good or bad. When God is faithful in those things, two things need to happen. First of all, he needs to be worshiped for those things. He needs to be recognized for those things, because in the recognition, not only is he glorified, but you are hardened. And when I say hardened, i mean in a positive way. You're purified. Your faith is hardened. And you are more likely to trust God in that way and in that fashion going forward the rest of your life. And so it is important that you worship God for that. It's also important that you have remembrances of that. And we have things that we've done as a church in our short history as a church, only 18 months. And I have in my mind the things that we're going to need to take along with us once we once we move from place to place and location to location. And as God, as God opens doors and does things, we need to remember what God has done in the past. Why? Because by remembering what God has done in the past, we have an expectation of his character being the same in the future. And when you have an expectation of God being who he is, you usually get the fullness of who he is in your life. And and so as Abraham heard God, as Abraham acted upon what God, God was faithful to Abraham. He brought him out of Ur of the Chaldeans. And a long journey, especially during those days, through many nations that did not know who Abraham was, and Abraham didn't know them, and through many language barriers, God brought him right in the center of his will in the place where he wanted to be right in the middle of Canaan right in the middle of the Canaan, in the middle of where God would eventually form the nation of Israel right in the middle of where God would eventually send his son in the middle of where in the in in the middle of God's plan for the whole world Abraham was just a man who heard God and did what God said And God was faithful to him and to his promises to him. And Abraham said, I'm going to build an altar. He didn't just build one altar. Notice he built two altars. He built an altar each time because he's in the process of trusting God. But he's more importantly, in his own mind and in his own heart, he is in the process of remembering what God has done because we need in our lives remembrances of what God has done for us in the past, remembering, because you'll forget, you will. The truth is, one of my one of my mentors told me many times that if you're going to teach somebody something, you need to tell them it's at least seven times or they'll forget. And you know what I've learned in my ministry? That's true. You've got to continually, over and over and over again, you've got to continually keep teaching people the same thing over and over again so that they constantly hear it that's why we sing songs that talk about the same things over and over again that's why we read passages and that's why if you actually study the bible you realize that god is teaching us uh similar things in different settings in different situations there's fundamental truths in his scripture that are taught over and over again we see it over and over going on throughout the the word of God. And the reason it is because he's got to drive in those points of faith and those points of hearing his word and those points of following the Holy spirit and those points of trusting him and his character and his nature. He's got to drive those home over and over again. And, 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 and you need that too. I need it. I need to see God moving in new and special and powerful ways and remember those ways And remember those days, remember the days that he's done those things so that when I get two and three and four and five and six years away from away from now, and it seems like I'm in a whole new set situation. The truth is I'm not in a whole new situation. If you think about it, once God has done something in my life, the situation that I'm in maybe four or five, 10 years from now is not a whole new situation. And you go, well, how's it not a whole new situation? Chad, let's think about it. Who are the actors in the situation? The primary actors in my story in my life. The primary actors in my story in my life are first God, then me, and then whoever else I'm dealing with. The primary actors in the situation that God had me in five, 10 years ago were first God, then me, and then everybody else that I was dealing with. It's very similar. There's similarities there. The primary actor was God, the secondary figure was me and then the tertiary figures were somebody else it's 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 a movie it's the same movie remember we're just we're going born identity one and then two and then three rocky one rocky two rocky three if you'll notice rocky was in all of them he was in all those movies he he was he really was it was was rocky rock that's why they that's why the movies were called rocky because it was rocky that was in those movies in your life story When you're walking with God, there's two people in that story. You got God, and you you need to remember, though, that the situations that you're facing are going to be very similar in the people that they're in. They're going to be very similar in, in, in the setting. Here's the setting. God has a plan for your life. God is revealing that plan to you. You're hearing that plan, and you're choosing whether or not you're going to trust him in that plan. What? You mean I'll be doing that five, 10 years from now? Yeah, you will be. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And do I need to remember the times in the past where God has been faithful and just and true to me? Sure. Is the situation going to be minutely changed? Yeah, it might, it might deal with, okay, I struggle with God with my job. Now I'm struggling with God where I should be and what I should be doing with my life when I'm retiring. That's still a struggle with what you should be doing. I struggle with God raising my children, and now I'm worried about my grandchildren you're still dealing with your prodigy you're still dealing with trusting god in the midst of those that you don't really have any control over because even though we want to control our children and our grandchildren we can't because they're autonomous human beings that choose to do what they want to do much to our chagrin but but they do that's just the way life is that's the way life is i'm dealing with i'm dealing with a situation that is developed i'm struggling with addiction or i'm struggling with a, I'm struggling with this problem that I've always faced, and now I'm facing it in a new and different way. It is a new and different way, but you're the same you, and God is the same him, and and we're in the same situation. And I need to remember God's faithfulness, and I need to have done things in the past that remind me of his faithfulness. To know that I have a chance, there's a way for me to get things straightened out, and there's a way for me to move forward. I deal with people who have addiction problems all the time, and I say many times to their family and their friends and the people who are trying to help them, they say, he's already been to rehab once, and I'm sitting there going, well, he may have to go to rehab three or four times before it really sets in. Let's just face it, I'm hard headed. Sometimes God's got to teach me a lesson three or four times before I get it. Why should I expect somebody who's struggling with something so horrific as a drug addiction or a alcohol addiction or something like that? Why should I expect that they're going to just be fixed over? I'm not that one time and they're done. They're out. It's not necessarily going to be the case now. Does it happen sometimes? Sure. But it's most of the time not going to be the case. And we have to give them a chance to to learn how to not be addicted and then learn how to not put them in a position to put themselves back into that addiction. And that takes time. Sometimes people are delivered immediately. And God's grace is powerful and it changes everything. And sometimes it takes a while because we have to remove ourselves from the thorns and the thistles of this world. We got to get the weeds out of our lives so that we can not fall back into that. And when that is going on, it takes time for a person to learn how to trust God. And in the midst of learning how to trust God, you have to have a worship. You have to have worship that where you hear God, where you uh, remember what he's done in the past. You have to have standing stones out there where you remember where your faith brought you. And where you're trusting God has made you whole and complete. And that's what Abraham's doing here. He's making sure that in his life, he remembers the times where God has been true and faithful to what what he said he would do and what he promised. And Abraham has been true and faithful to hear God and to act upon it. And those standing stones, those times of remembrance are powerful for uh, believers. And they're places that are really, in many ways, they're holy places for us because they're the place where we really touched the heart and the will and the power of God. And we saw it at work in our lives and we glorified Him in it because we trusted Him. And I love this passage, not because it's got a whole lot of meat in the sense of it's teaching some great theological truth. What it really is teaching us is a process by which uh, we learn how to trust God and remember trusting God in the past so that we'll trust him more and more in the future. Abraham, he built, him a, he built him a standing stone right there in the middle of Canaan. And then as he moved south and pitched his tent and set up camp and actually began to start living down there in between Bethel and Ai, when he did that, uh, he built him another altar so he could remember what God has done. And you know what? That is how you do life. You remember what God has done because God is constantly at work and I want to be constantly in the middle of his will. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.